guys doing this morning? How are you doing, Lena? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I found a candy can on my way up here. There's like mm. a cup back there with candy. So I'm doing amazing. Uh, good, I'm so good. excited. Christmas was like yesterday. Uh, and so I'm really excited. The halls are decked. I'm full of joy and the world is happy and peace and stuff. You know, it's great. I'm yeah. Doing fantastic. Aren't you guys doing great? Excited for Christmas? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, we got a couple of announcements before we get started this morning, as per usual. So, Lena, yes. why don't you go ahead and kick us off? To start this Friday, December 24th at 6 p.m., we are going to be having our candlelight and communion service. I don't know about y'all, but I look forward to this every year. It is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. We get to come and just soak in the presence of our Lord. We get to just come and celebrate the birth of our Savior. Mm-hmm. It is always, always always my favorite time of this year and i love uh, my favorite part is when we turn off all the lights oh, yes. and they have us light the candles we do it one at a time and it's just so beautiful because it's so it's representative of just the light that christ has placed within mm-hmm. each of us and how that how that can just spread like a wildfire it is absolutely beautiful so this friday at 6 p.m please be here invite your friends invite your family it is going to be an amazing service Absolutely. And what's great about that, too, is that it's like from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. You'll be out of here quick. We can eat those tamales that night and be at church. Oh, yes. All of it. And yes. I don't know if you all, like, stay up late and do presents on the 24th. I know we do. So if you want to, like, just make that part of your routine for Christmas Eve, it's an easy thing to do because you'll just be here for, like, an hour, and the candles are so pretty. Your Instagram is going to look amazing if you're oh, here. Yes. For real. Um, but also, on the 29th, which is the following Wednesday... At 7 p.m., we are doing a Light of Remembrance candlelight service. You know, this year, and really the last couple of years, haven't been the easiest. I think we're in a safe place right now where we can admit, yeah, guys, we've been struggling a little bit. We've all lost people. And so we want to come together as a church, link arms, and say, hey, God, this hurts. So let's remember, let's reflect, and let's get ready for what comes next. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be coming together on Wednesday night, uh, that's the 29th at 7 p.m. Please bring a framed picture of your loved one that has passed so that way we can all remember and just as a community, as a church, as a body of believers, come together and just say, God, it hurts, but we are here with you and you are still good. Mm -hmm. And we have a wonderful, amazing church that is going to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so Mm -hmm. be here for that. It's going to be a fantastic event. Again, that's Wednesday, the 29th at 7 p.m. Yes. Um, And then January 2nd, we will be having our New Year's baptism service. This is going to be so much better than a New Year's resolution. It's beyond just changing habits. It's changing your life. If you haven't been baptized yet, I encourage you, this is going to be the perfect time to do so. If you don't know what baptism is, it is symbolic of the gospel and that we are fully submerged in water. And just as we have fully died to our old selves and we wait underwater for God, or in this case, Pastor Richard, to pull us out of the water and into a new reality that is marked by resurrection, love, and power through the Holy Spirit. It is going to be amazing. So I encourage you, if you haven't been baptized, please come do so. This is, it's beautiful because it's more than just to impress people. It leaves an impression and an impaction on your life. It's more than just mm-hmm. surface level. There is depth. There is beauty. There is love. 
in all of it. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as Christians, we're not supposed to brag, but I'm just saying, like, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? Well, I eat kale now. What about you? Well, I'm a new creation. I have been crucified with Christ. Ooh. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Mm. I, I think you can brag about that one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. So, well, guys, I'm really excited. We've had so many great events in December so far. That Christmas social with the jazz band was amazing. Oh, my oh I love it jazz was. music. If you guys were there, it was fantastic. We had our Christmas program on the 12th. That was fantastic. They knocked it out of the park, and mm. we just have more stuff coming, and I'm so excited. And we wouldn't be able to do what we do if it wasn't for your generous giving for your faithful uh, tithes and offerings. And so thank you so much, church, for continuing to support us. And you can continue to get involved in the life of the church by supporting us. Uh, We have our tithing boxes in the back, and also our envelopes should be back there also. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have text to give that's still up and running. We have uh, nbcabq.com forward slash give and our nbcabq app where you can continue to uh, give your tithes and offerings. So again, church, thank you for continuing to Support what we do. Support the ministry that God is doing through us here at New Beginnings. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I believe that's all, all of our all of our announcements. Awesome. So why don't we give a big welcome for our sister Debbie as she comes and does the Advent reading. Good morning, church. We light our fourth Advent candle today. This candle represents peace. It has been said, sometimes God calms the storm, and sometimes he lets the storm rage and calms his child. Praise God for that. His peace goes beyond our understanding. In Psalm 27, 1 through 6, in the voice it says, The eternal is my light amidst my darkness and my rescue in times of trouble. So whom should I fear? He surrounds me with a fortress of protection, so nothing can cause me alarm. When my enemies advance to devour me alive, they trip and fall face first into the sand. When the armies of the enemy surround me, I will not be afraid. When death calls me in the midst of war, My soul is confident and unmoved. I am pleading with the eternal for this one thing, my soul's desire. To live with him all the days of my life in the shadow of his temple. To behold his beauty and ponder his ways in the company of his people. His house is my shelter and secret retreat. It is there I find peace and amidst the storm and turmoil. Safety sits with me in the hiding place of my God. He will set me on the rock high above the fray. God lifts me high above those thoughts of death and deceit that call for my life. I will enter his presence offering sacrifices and praise. In his house, I am overcome with joy as I sing, yes, and as I play music for the eternal alone. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for loving us and sending your son that we might be saved. Father, we are forever grateful.
Good morning, church. It's so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. How many of you here to worship his name? Let's put our hands together. Amen. Let's give him praise this morning. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given, the Messiah. Oh, to see him, to see him, how you lifted up, shining in the light of your glory.
for who he is and what he has done in your life. Amen. Oh man, the Lord is faithful. Thank you, Lord. You know, church, uh, as we sing that song and we say, I raise a hallelujah, we understand it's hard sometimes to raise a hallelujah. How many of you feel that it's hard to raise a hallelujah right now? And we all got something going on. And you go, you know what, Pastor? It's it's hard to raise a hallelujah in the middle of this mystery. And but you know what? The Lord gives us that strength, and that's why we sing songs like we're about to sing right now. And He said, Lord, give me a fresh wind of Your Spirit, Lord, so I can raise that hallelujah. Lord, give me the strength that I need. Those within the sound of my voice, here in the house, and those at home. You say, I don't even have the strength to wake up, to get up, much less to raise up the hallelujah. And right now, I just want you to sing this song with us, if you find yourself in that place right now. But Lord, meet us in that place right now. Lord, meet us in that place, Lord. We come in here with joy, Lord. We come in here with sadness. We come in here with heaviness. But Lord, meet us where we're at, Lord. You know the need in every heart that is in this place, Father. Whether at home or here in New Beginnings, Lord, meet us in this place, Lord. But Lord, we hold our hands out, Lord. We just say, Lord, will you give us a fresh pouring of your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Let that be our prayer this morning, church. Oh, yeah. 
believing God to do today to pour out his spirit upon us to minister to us and overpower us with the goodness of his love I pray that you really open up your heart only to the spirit of the living God and say Holy Spirit come the Bible says in the second book of Acts that there was a great rushing wind that came and blew and all of a sudden they were filled with the Holy Spirit God did a work. The wind represents the Spirit of God. Let that fresh wind fall upon us. Holy Spirit, minister to us. There's brokenness, God, brokenness from loss of life. God, we continue to pray for the family of Gilly Visa. Comfort Joy Lynn and Marlene and Beverly and Gary and all their family. Gilly's celebrating heaven with you right now, God. We're still having a hard time letting go. God, I pray that, Lord, you embrace the family of Pastor James Martinez, who passed away there in El Paso. God, be with Betty and Sean and all their children and comfort them and minister to them. Father God, Pastor Fred Garcia's fighting for his life. There at the same church, I pray healing, restoration. Lord, be with Barbara, his wife, as she ministers to her family 
Father God, there's other families in our congregation that have lost loved ones. Some COVID, some to violence, some to automobile accidents, some to natural death. God, I just pray your peace, love, and grace over each one of them. Father God, we're believing, Lord, to you to turn our city around. We keep praying, Father God, that the violence end in our city, that there's no more homicides. We're already, I think, at 110. God, please bring it to a halt. Stop the violence in our city. Father God, thank you for all the outreach that has taken place this weekend. I pray that every life that was touched and impacted was transformed because of your power. That, Lord, you just did a mighty work. Now, Father God, I pray that, Lord God, right here, right now, you minister to us at this very moment. For everyone watching online and everyone in this sanctuary, pour your spirit out, God. Pour your spirit out. Meet their every need, Father God. We thank you and pray you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Celebrate him. Sing it out again and just say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Give him praise and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you're already doing. Thank you, Father. Father, fill every home that's watching online with the same experience we have right now, right here. The Spirit of God flowing and going. Thank you, Lord. We bless you and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, amen. Praise God. Turn to someone and say, I'm glad you showed up today because God's got a word for you. And then you can be seated. Go ahead and take your seats and want to just thank you. They told you where the giving is. There's giving boxes at every doorway. Thank you. And you could give online or text to give or uh, you could give uh, on the church app. Thank you for your faithfulness. Because of your faithfulness, we were able to do a lot of outreach this weekend. 
On Friday, we gave out 15,000 pounds of food to our community. And that was just here at God's Warehouse that we gave another 15,000 pounds of food. 30,000 pounds just on Friday. On Saturday, we gave out 125 food baskets, about 50, 60 pounds of food with the ham and the chicken and on and on. And that was really awesome. Then yesterday in the evening, under his construction, on Friday night and Saturday night, they had uh, the live nativity. If you missed it, oh, man, you missed an amazing, amazing journey and, and just a, a real heartfelt move of God. It was really, really wonderful. And uh, they had a concert. They gave away the gifts. Yeah, and we had on, on I think it was Wednesday, they were setting up and wrapping all the presents Man, there was rows and rows and rows here of presents. They gave away, we gave away to 400 kids received gifts this year. Right now as I speak, we have a team in Clovis, New Mexico that partnered with us and we sent gifts over there to Clovis uh, for kids with Angel Tree. And then Pastor Chuck gave out gifts last Saturday and uh, they, we gave out gifts to over 400 kids at, there at God's Warehouse and 500 pairs of shoes. It was just an amazing, amazing gathering time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, it's just neat. And uh, God, God really did an amazing work this weekend. Yesterday at uh, the ministry, they had Angel Tree, if uh, you don't remember, is a ministry that we partner with Prison Fellowship. And Nathan Hale is here. He is the regional director for Prison Fellowship. Nathan, could you come and give a quick greeting to the congregation? Would you give it up for Nathan Hale? He's going to tell you also about a project that we're working with together and what we're going to be doing to go into the prisons to do prison ministry. So, Nathan. Oh, what an honor. My name is Nathan Hale. I'm so grateful to serve you, to serve New Mexico uh, my wife and, and kids and I came from Arizona a couple of days ago, and we're going to Roswell after, after service today. So, you know, a prison fellowship and Angel Tree are one and the same. Angel Tree, as you know, gives gifts to the children of the incarcerated. And it's such a treasure to see their faces light up when you give them a gift. They say, you know my mom or you know my dad, you know, and, and it just brings community. It brings unity. So uh, uh, partnering with New Mexico, we have... Uh, trained and developed volunteers and are continuing to do so. We, we are operating a ministry in Roswell right now, virtually, as well as starting one in Springer. Last evening, under his, at, under his construction, Chris and Sonia Cleveland were able to, to preach Jesus into RCC virtually from their living room for the first time. What's They're, RCC? They don't know what oh, RCC, RCC is. RCC is Roswell Correctional Center. So the prison in Roswell, right at under his construction home, Renee was a part of that, man. She just caught on fire in the living room, preaching into a, a, a screen, but blessing all the men in the prison. So it's incredible. It's, it's wonderful what technology can do in the positive, right? And so with, with Renee's help, we're able to start a new ministry right now to minister to the women in Springer Prison. That's one of our largest uh, female populations in New Mexico. So we'll do that based right here out of, out of Albuquerque. So if any women are interested to get involved in prison ministry, we'd love to have you. It's an honor to be here today and to serve you. God bless you. Nathan, thank you so very much, thank brother. Hey, quick prayer over prison fellowship. Father, thank you for Nathan Hale, his family, their commitment to just spread the gospel, Father God, throughout the nation. And Lord God, especially among the incarcerated and their families. 
I pray anointing. I pray blessing. I pray many from our congregation will feel called to this ministry and to partner with Renee and uh, Tomas as they head this ministry to go into the prisons, especially the women's prison in Springer. I pray blessing in Christ's name. Amen. We love you, brother. Merry Christmas. And they've got a table out there. They're going to be able to, to sign you up if you're interested. Even if you're not ready to say yes, 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 at least you want information, sign up. Renee's going to be out there as well. And, uh, and Renee, Renee, if you know her story, uh, she ended up incarcerated. She's been out now close to four years. Um, she is finishing up her degree she just got hired on with the city of Albuquerque in the mayor's office. And, uh, and, and they asked her now to start going into the prisons. When you're a, 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 an ex-convict, you cannot go back into the prisons for seven years. With Renee, they're saying, God is using you so mightily. We want you in here now. And they approved her to go in. Um, I went and preached up in Springer. A while back, it was called Donut Day. We took 20, uh, 2,200 donuts, 2,200 donuts. We had one van that was just transporting all the donuts. And man, and they weren't for any police officers. They were for the incarcerated. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. I'm sorry. I, all you officers, I love you. We're joking, kind of. But, you know, but... But it was really amazing because they don't get sweets like that. And we took them and each woman got to get, I think it was five donuts each. And then we took in pizzas and had a big old party up there. It was amazing. And God really, there's about 500, 450 to 500 women up in Springer. And we're going to be able to minister there. Yesterday was the outreach. And yesterday, Brian Trejo from Kingdom Ministries, Kingdom Music, Sent a team. He couldn't be here with us. He's been here with us on several occasions, but he sent the team down. Arturo, would you and your team come up? All you gentlemen from the Kingdom Music, bring a quick word. Uh, thank you for partnering with us. You guys impacted so, so many young people. It was just amazing, and families, uh, they just loved it, brother. Thank you so very much. That way they can see you guys. Good morning, church. Good morning, church family. Um, if, and if you guys don't know, Kingdom Music Family is a uh, group of ministers and ministries, an organization and network that is, believes in the body of Christ, building the body of Christ. And we have been focused on the streets in different communities from state to state, community to community. And these men are just disciples of, of what we, uh, we all get to grow in. Um, these men have started in a discipleship group. They all serve in their churches, local churches. Uh, each one represents the state of New Mexico here, different cities, Gallup, New Mexico, uh, Artesia, New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Pastor Brian actually will be here tonight. We have to pick him up from the airport. One of the ministers that was going to minister tonight had to leave and be at the airport. So that's why we're here representing Christ Jesus. Amen. We just want to let you guys know last night was amazing. People were touched. Addictions were broken. People were delivered. Freedom was in that place. Amen. Because Christ, we are ambassadors for Christ. Every single one of us is an ambassador for Christ. And we carry Christ. How many of us know that Christ wasn't Jesus' last name? It's the anointing 
that represents heaven on earth and it's filled you to be an ambassador of Christ. Amen? So I encourage you. I encourage you. Learn who Christ is. Christ in you. Amen? Amen. We love you guys. Pray for us. There's an outreach event tonight at the Kiva Auditorium Center. Our pastor will be there and other ministers will be there as well. Um, we would love to see you guys. If you don't know how, just uh, reach out to one of the pastors, Chris, or anybody here. Uh, they will know how to, to get in touch to get uh, people out there, okay? We love you guys. Thank you. Keep coming to Christ. Don't stop. Keep living for him. Amen. Amen. As you guys, uh, before you step down, Father, what a joy to be able to continue to partner with Kingdom Music and Pastor Brian Trejo and now Arturo and the team that's here. Father God, I just pray massive anointing tonight. I pray that young lives, Lord God, some that have never heard the gospel would be set free. And people that have heard the gospel and straight away will come back to you. And people that know you and are serving you faithfully will just get fortified and just fired up. Father God, we pray that, Lord God, the Holy Spirit's going to draw people to the Kiva from the north, south, east, and west in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you, gentlemen. We love you, my brother. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. Have a safe trip back home. We love you all. Thank you for partnering with us and doing some great, mighty things for Jesus. Amen. Hey, well, guys, I... I I just been doing this uh, sermon series called Hope Comes Alive. And when Jesus came, literally he brought hope. We're living in the weirdest time of history. We're living in a time where where there's challenges. Where they're really up against some hardcore things. With the pandemic, people have gotten massively depressed. People, alcohol sales have gone up, doubled here in the state of New Mexico. Drug use has, has doubled here in the state of New Mexico. Suicide is the highest in the whole country here in the state of New Mexico and among youth. It's just a challenging time. And yet, when Jesus came, he brought hope. Hope of glory. He is the hope of glory. And there's a peace the peace that Christmas brings is overwhelming, and it's his love. And you come to know that when you come to know Christ, and you come to experience that. And there's amazing things that take place. Look what Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He said, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government rests on his shoulders. His shoulders are big enough to carry it all. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Oh, how we need a counselor right now. People are confused. People who don't know what to do. People are, are, are really tormented. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's not a wimp. He is mighty. He can overcome anything. He's an everlasting father. Faithful, never runs away, never turns away. He's there for you, true and true. And he is the Prince of Peace. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus is talking and he goes, I'm leaving you with a gift. And he says, I'm giving you peace of mind and peace of heart. Man, how many of you want peace of mind and peace of heart? And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray you minister to us right now. 
I pray you speak profoundly to us. I pray you allow us to experience that peace of heart and peace of mind. And that, Lord, when we leave here today, we leave with it. I pray this in Christ's glorious name. Amen. You see, there's a lot of different kinds of peace that people seek. And people seek peace in a lot of different ways. In relationships and money and gambling and drinking, drugging, sex, all kinds of different ways they're looking for peace. Yet, the Bible says that Jesus offers us this peace. When we come to Christ, he's the Prince of Peace and he gives us peace and he releases peace. And the first thing he does is he gives peace with God. When we come to know Christ, we have peace with God. You see, we're at war with God. We don't realize we're at war with God. We don't think we're at war with God. We're like, I'm not at war with God. But if you are not a Christian, you are separated from God, and you are not with God, and that's why you end up fighting God a lot of times. Haven't you seen people, when things are going great, they don't even think of God. And when things are going bad, they blame it on God. They go, oh, thanks a lot, God. Thanks a lot. Look at everything you did. He didn't do it. We live in a sinful world. We live in a world that's a fallen world. We live in a world that has sin. And sin is ugly. See, we we enjoy certain kind of sins. Maybe we don't enjoy the consequences, but sin is enticing. We follow certain things and we do certain things that really just turn us on. And we like it and we do it. And then all of a sudden we have the consequences of it. And then we go, oh, thanks a lot, God. Why'd you let me fall? Well, he's not the one that tempted you. But we blame God. If something bad happens, we blame God. God, thanks a lot, God. If you're such a loving God, why did that happen? Because we live in a sinful world. And sin is destructive. The Bible says that he, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's destroying people. He's destroying marriages. He's destroying mankind. It's Really horrible how ugly sin is. And when we come to Christ, we finally come to have peace with God. You see, we're at war with God. Look, haven't you ever been a kid? Of course you have. All of us have. Some of you are still kids, even though you might be 40. You know? But we act like brats at times. And if you don't get what you want, what do you do? Man, man. Got me, mom. I don't like you. I want a candy. I wanted to go to the movies tonight. I wanted to stay out till one o'clock in the morning. Are you with me? And you get all mad at your mom. You get all mad at your dad. And you're right. And that's how we are with God. Golly, God, you're not doing this for me. You're not doing that for me. And I prayed for this. I pray, 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 pray. Pastor says, pray, 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 and it doesn't happen. God's going to give you what you need, not what you want. He's going to pour into you what you absolutely need to be able to have victory, to be able to overcome, to be able to have a stable and life, family, marriage, home, children, parents, and the whole nine yards. But we go all, we get all mad, and before you know it, we're fighting with God, and we're upset with God, and we're blaming God, and we're just telling him off, and we just say, just leave me alone. And you know what? He doesn't. Every place you go, what do you do? You bump into God. Even if you go to the club, there's God. You go to your most sinful hangout, there's God. You're like, oh my gosh, God, would you please leave me alone? He goes, nope. Nope. You're going to bump into God every place you go. Because guess what? He loves you. And he's going to lavish you with his love, whether you like it or not. He is going to just love on you, bless you. He's going to fill you with his peace. He's going to love you. 
because he wants to make peace with you. He's not at war, but he wants to embrace you and take you in. He wants to hold you and lift you up. He wants you to be at peace with God. He wants you to be at peace with him, to quit fighting. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, it says, And all of this is a gift from God who brought, bought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us, God, God is the one that has given us this task of reconciling people to him. You see, we have finally come at peace with God and God is calling us to reconcile other people with God because the way it works, haven't you all ever been all messed up? Don't you remember when you were all messed up and all of a sudden you got transformed, you got changed? People that know you go, dude, what happened to you? You go, man, I'm not at war with God anymore. Man, I've, I got it saved and I gave my life to Jesus and he's just showing me, directing me, leading me. He's guiding me. He's helping me. It's just amazing what's taking place. I love what's happening. I love what he's doing. I love how he's ministering. I love how he's pouring himself out to me. Thank you, Lord. And then people go, man, I want to know what you got. I want what you have. I want to be able to go get to know him too. And so you and I go out as ambassadors and we represent God and we reconcile people back to God. Now they're at peace with God. And when we're at peace and they're at peace and they'll start sharing it before you know it, man, everyone wants to really be at peace with God because they come to know him. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right with God in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Man, he's done this as a gift. He's done this to bring peace. He's done this to bring life back to us. If you jump down in the same chapter of Romans 5, verse 10, it says, For since our friendship with God was restored. Thank you. We're at peace with God. We have a restored friendship by the death of his son while we still we were still his enemies. We will certainly be saved through the life of his son. He said, he did this for us while we were enemies with God. He did this when we were lost. He poured himself out to restore us even when we were all messed up. He reaches out and he's reaching out right now. He wants peace with you. He wants you to reach up and embrace him. He wants you to reach up and hold him. He wants you to reach up and bless your life through his life. And he's saying, won't you make peace with me? Won't you make peace with me? Won't you receive me and take me in? Won't you receive me and become a child of God? Won't you be a son or daughter of God? Because he wants peace with us. Not only does Jesus make it right with us that we can have peace with God, but he makes it right so that we can have peace within ourselves. Within ourselves. I don't know about you. Haven't you been all messed up before and you're like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know if I'm coming or going. I'm so confused. I keep doing dumb things. What's wrong with me? I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You go, why am I doing what I'm doing? I don't even want to do this. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? Haven't you ever opened your mouth and something comes out that you didn't want to come out? And you go, oh, why did I say that? Why didn't I obey God? Oh, he told me, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Oh, you said it anyway. Or you done something? Haven't you, haven't you ever 
just regretted an action you've done? In the book of Romans chapter 7, Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. What's wrong with me? He said, I'm this wretched man. I'm all messed up. Only God can save us. Only God can do that. He could give us peace within ourselves where now we'll start loving ourselves and won't beat ourselves down. Because aren't you tired of saying, tonta, 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 tonta? Or tonta, tonta, tonta. Don't think you ladies are left out. Because we do dumb things, don't we? Haven't you ever done something and you really say, why, what was I thinking? That's just it. You weren't thinking. That's why you did it. We end up following our own desires. Satan tempts us with our own desires. He lays it out in front of us and dangles it, and there we are following it. And we find ourselves all messed up, but God brings us peace. And we have peace within ourselves. And he sets us free. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. He's saying, man, I want you to have peace within your life. I want it to reign in your hearts. I want you to have this peace in your heart. I want you to have this peace where it all starts right there where I've given birth to you. Spiritual birth. I went into your heart and I transformed you. I made you into a new person. I renewed your mind. And now you have peace. Kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. And then I don't know if you've ever been hurt. Have any of you ever been hurt by somebody? Yeah, yeah, all of us. And sometimes we're even hurt by people in the church, amen? People in the church, they don't set out to hurt you. I'm gonna hurt. Well, maybe, you know, but all I know is not everyone in church is a Christian. Just because you come to church, that doesn't mean you're a Christian. That's like if you live in a garage, that doesn't mean you're a car. You know what I mean? I mean... You're a Christian because you give your life to Christ. And some people, sometimes even as a Christian, we hurt people. We don't set out to hurt people, but guess what? We do. We end up hurting them because we say things or do things or, man, and, and it's like, ugh. And some of us have been hurt, and we, then we don't even want to go to church anymore. It's God isn't the one that hurts you, it's people. Don't quit coming to church just because someone hurts you. Pray for them. I really mean that. Don't pray, God, get them, sick them, God. No, it says, hey, God, let them have a relationship with you so that you'll realize they're hurting people, and I'm one of them. Because what's the saying? Hurt people hurt people. And God wants to heal that hurt. And he wants peace with him, and he wants peace within, and he wants peace without, without outside of our life. That's why the whole very motto of our church is reach up, reach in, reach out. Reach up to God and have a connection with him. Reach in to get healthy and filled with the Lord and to connect with the church and connect with his word and connect with people that care about you and care about him. And then we reach out to a lost and broken world and we heal and restore lives through the love of Jesus Christ. And we do that. 
And that's why we do what we do. That's why we give out food. That's why we give out clothing. That's why we have a homeless ministry. That's why we help support a drug and alcohol ministry. That's why we have a frontline resurrection ministry, where the transitional people coming out of prison, people coming off the streets, people that are homeless and needing a place that they refocus their lives as women. That's what it's all about, to help them and restore them. So see, we're helping people to be at peace. When your life finally found peace, man, people look at you and go, dude, you've changed a lot. How did you change? How did you do it? What happened? How, how did you go about it? And it's nothing you did on your own. You, you asked the Lord, God, I need you in my life because I'm all messed up. And he goes, yes, you are. <laughs> and he transformed you. And now you have peace within yourself and you have peace with others. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, uh, together we are one body. Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. So we're not all uptight with people anymore. The Jews and the Gentiles he's talking about, he was talking about Jews and Jews because they were warring against each other, Gentiles and Gentiles. That's no different here. We used to be in gangs. I'm with this gang. I'm with that gang. I'm with that gang. I'm with this gang. Now, we're, you know what? We're just one body. We're all under the banner of Jesus Christ. We're all his children, all his called ones, his sons and daughters. And in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 28, it says, There is no longer Jew, nor Gentile, nor slave, nor free, nor male, nor female, for we are all one in Christ. Now, what he's saying there is, in other words, oh, men are better than women. No, women are better than men. No. He's saying, you're all my children. You're all my children. We're Jews, we're Gentiles. Guess what? We're all one. I'm slave, I'm free. No, guess what? We're all one. See, he's saying no one supersedes another one. No one rises up above. You know what? There's people with this elite spirit. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, someday you'll be like me. Someday you'll receive the Holy Spirit like me. Someday, 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 someday you might grow up and quit being so arrogant because God humbles us and God has a way of ministering to us. See, he brings peace to others. So not only does he get peace with God and peace within and peace with others outside, but man, he wants us to enjoy God's peace. So how do you enjoy God's peace? I'm glad you asked. The first thing you have to do is you've got to experience a defining moment in your faith. A moment where you finally understand, this is when I got had a personal encounter with Jesus. Some people are like, hey, do you love God? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I believe in God and I believe... I, 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 yeah, I pray and I've prayed. Uh, when did it happen? I don't know. You know, it just kind of happened. Can you imagine asking your husband or wife, are you guys married? Yeah. When did you get married? Well, I don't, you know, and I don't even remember when we got married. And, you know, it just, well, when did you guys, what, what did you guys do? Well, it just kind of happened. He became my husband. I became his wife. And, you know, we're just together. No, there's a defining moment. You might not, you might not even remember the exact date. And it's not just men that forget. Sometimes the women don't even know when they got married. They just know, I've been married a long time. They go, we got married in May. 
It was around graduations. There was all kinds of graduations going on, but we got married, and we got married back in the day, and, and man, we've been married a long, long time. And there's others, they remember every detail. Man, like, I remember the day we got married. How could you not remember it, man? You're changing your whole walk. You're telling the whole world, I am no longer on the market. I am hers, she is mine, and that's the way it's going to be. We got married October 27th, 1978. Some of you weren't even born. You weren't even a twinkle of your dad's eye. He didn't even have twinkles in those days. And you're trying to, I want to haul. We've been married 43 years, okay? I did the math for you. Okay, but look, we got married. I remember the day. We got married on a Friday night. It was actually a homecoming night for the high school where we went to high school. And remember, I remember that as my brother was in the band. Cindy and I were in the band. She was in the drum corps. And we, that was the first time we went out officially on homecoming. We didn't plan it like that, but I go, oh, check it out. We're going to get married on homecoming. Would you be my homecoming date? Andale. But see, you remember those moments. I remember when my son was born, April 16th. I don't remember the exact day. I know the date. I think, though, he was born on a Thursday. My daughter was born June 1st. She was born on a Sunday morning, like at 2 in the morning. Because by the time I went home, I got to sleep for three hours, and then I had to preach two services. That's why I remember it was on a Sunday. But man, those are defining moments in your life. Every one of us needs a divine, defining experience in our life with our faith. I came to Jesus Christ. We came, Cindy and I, on September 1st, 1980, we became Christians. God has done a work in our life, and we know the day because it was a moment when I gave my life, I surrendered my will for his will. That doesn't mean I always followed his will. Sometimes I still do dumb things. You don't have to agree so quickly. But don't we still do dumb things sometimes? But we've been set free at the defining moment. Have you had your defining moment? Have you really accepted Jesus? Or, oh, my gosh, people make such a big deal. I go to church already and I pray. Oh, my gosh. No, you have to have that experience in your faith that you have that defining moment that you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, this is what it says. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope. You hear that? He has given to those he called that he called his holy people were his rich and glorious inheritance. Look what it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 35. Make sure, no, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. (laughs) What he's saying there, some people think, oh, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, and they don't even know what saved is. That's how dark they are. They're in darkness thinking they're really in light. Man, he gives you light. You know you're in the light. You know you're serving God. You know you're following God. Have you had your defining moment in your spiritual walk that you could say, yes, I got saved. I don't even know the date, but I remember I got saved at New Beginnings. I remember I gave my life to the Lord and I prayed 
and they gave me a Bible, and they gave me a prayer card, and they gave me some things to do and read that I'm doing, and God is really blessing. Have that defining moment if you want to experience peace. Another thing, if you want to enjoy God's peace, you've got to express an attitude of humility. You have to have an attitude of humility. There are some people that literally just think, I'm fine on my own. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh my gosh, I'm fine. I don't need anything. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be around believers. I don't need to do anything. I don't even need to read the Bible. I, I, you know what? Your arrogance is going to make you crash and burn. You think you're all that? You think you don't need anything? You think you're superior to others? God is going to humble you, and you're going to fall flat on your face, and you're going to regret the day that you thought you were better than the whole world, and you were God's gift to the world. Because Jesus Christ was God's gift to the world. He's the one that came to transform our lives. He's the one that came to set us free. We need to humble ourselves. We need to admit, you know what, I, I need prayer. We need to admit, I really need, look, I, I came up to the altar the other day and all people were like, hey, what's going on with pastor? Why did he go to the altar? You know why? I lost three people that were close to me within a matter of five hours. They died. I felt so broken. I felt like, God, Lord, they're celebrating, but I'm having a hard time letting go. And it was a broken time. And all I know is some people laid hands on me. I don't even know who prayed over me except thank you, Lord. Because when I got back up, whew, all right, I'm ready to go. I got a tune-up, man. I'm good for another 100,000 miles. God just opened it up and poured it out. You see, we need to humble ourselves. We need to be able to say, I need God's help. I need God's strength. I need God's calling. I need God's purpose. I'm not better than everyone else. I need to submit to God. I need to submit to the leadership God has placed me over. Who's over me, Lord? Who's that person that I need to follow as they follow you? In the book of James chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. To the one that says, God, I I need more of you. God, I thought I had it together and... Man, I blew it the other day, Lord. I thought I had it all in place, and hey, I didn't. God guide me. God help me. God lead me. God instruct me. In the book of Psalm, I mean uh, Isaiah, chapter twenty-six, verse twelve, it says, "Lord, you will grant us peace. All who have accomplished, all we have accomplished, is really from you. It's not us." It's God. It's not us. It's God. Look, last night was a really awesome night. Cindy and I had our little five-year-old granddaughter. We went to the live nativity. There was a long line, and we're in line, and and they had refreshments, so I went and got some hot chocolate for for my granddaughter, for Cindy, and, and, and man, they had a bowl of a hot green chili stew. It was delicious. Oh, my gosh. It was like... Hijo, who made this? All of you guys are going to go get green chilies. That pozole, but I'm not a super pozole eater. So I was there. Oh. Now, if they would have had menudo, I would have been in their line. Some of you are like, eh, menudo. No, you don't know what good menudo is. Jesus ate menudo. <laughs> okay, I don't know if he ate menudo. But I'm sure if they had menudo, he would have eaten it. But... 
we're having a blast over there. They take us through the live nativity. It's just a glorious moment. And we end up at the manger scene. I got my granddaughter on my shoulders. And she goes, Grandpa, is that baby Jesus? I go, yes, mijita. The real Jesus? I go, no, that's a doll. But to remind us of the real Jesus. I love Jesus, Grandpa. I'm like, oh my God, I pray you say those words all of your life. And all of a sudden, Mary starts singing. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. And all the people around are singing, oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. And it's like, wow. There was something powerful that was taking place. And it wasn't a performance. All of these kingdom music guys were singing last night. But it wasn't a performance. They were ministering. See, they have an anointing. See, without the Holy Spirit's anointing, it's a performance. And you leave impressed, but you don't leave changed. And when there's an anointing, it's no longer a performance. God takes a performance and takes it up to a whole other level of ministry and you're transformed and people got saved last night and people got set free last night. There was a transformation that was taking place because people were humbling themselves. It was amazing. I talked to my sister and brother-in-law in El Paso and they He's an elder at Calvary Chapel there in El Paso. I go, how are you guys doing? Their pastor just died. He was the associate pastor. He was a real good friend of Cindy and I for the past 49 years. And I go, how are you doing? And my brother-in-law goes, we're crushed. Our spirits are crushed. I get to hear the pain and I understood it and I pulled my Bible out and I read this scripture in Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Oh, you might have come in here brokenhearted and crushed, but I'm telling you, God wants to heal you. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, don't worry about anything, but in every, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. Because where does everything start? In the heart and then our minds go crazy as you live in Christ Jesus. So, oh, humble yourself before the hand of God. And the last way we experience joy is we've, we must expect Jesus to help us. We've got to expect Jesus to do something. We've got to expect him to really bring transformation. We've got to come to him with confidence. You've got to come to him because you believe he could do something. See, we don't treat him like that all the time. Sometimes we just go like, okay, Jesus, if there's anything you could do, go ahead and pitch in whenever you can. Like, what do you mean if there's anything he could do? He can do it, but we don't release it. We don't give it to him. And sometimes he doesn't do what we want. Like, ooh, Gela. 
Oh, and he's going, no, you can't handle that. I want you to learn from this. I didn't send this calamity, but I want you to learn through it. See, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, or Matthew, I'm sorry, in the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary. Weary means exhausted. You can't do it anymore. And heavy, carry heavy burdens. It's just overwhelming for you. Come to me and I will give you rest. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. And then he says, for my yoke is easy. It's easy to bear. And my burden that I give is light. So see, if you're all weighed down and heavy and broken, it's because you haven't surrendered it. You haven't humbled yourself enough to say, God, I need your help. I really need what you have to offer. So he says, I want you to come to Jesus. I want you to connect with Jesus. And I want you to be changed by Jesus. Let God touch you. Let him transform you. Let him make you new. I don't know if you've accepted Christ as your Savior and Lord. I don't know if you've had that defining moment in your life. But if you never have, today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God set apart for you. December 19th at the 11 o'clock service at New Beginnings. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to, raise your hand and say, that's me. Anyone here today? Anyone here want to do that? Anyone? Is there? I, I, I can't. The lights, sometimes they blind me. So is there somebody? Praise God. Well, then we want to pray with you. We want to believe with you. We want to just celebrate with you. So if you raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray with you? If you want to give your life to Jesus, just stand up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Would all of you say this prayer? Say this prayer with us. Say, Heavenly Father, today is my defining day that I accept Jesus, that I surrender my heart, my mind, my soul. Transform me. Make me new. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Praise God. We want to celebrate. Come on up here. I want to give you something. We got a gift we want to give you for making the best decision of your life. We're not going to embarrass you or anything, I promise. I just want to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, this is amazing. Amazing. Look, that guy, that Pastor Eddie, he's got a Bible and some other material for you. Brother, praise God, man. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We love you guys. We're excited. We got a, a Bible and stuff for you all. What a blessing for your family your beautiful baby and little boy, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a doll. New families, new lives transformed. Look, some of us have been walking with the Lord and we, and we start slipping. And we start slipping and we start making dumb decisions and we quit, we slack and we don't come to church as often. We don't get in the word as often. We don't pray because our pride gets in the way. Today, if you need prayer, 
Would you humble yourself and say, I need prayer, man. I'm, I've been thinking some stupid stuff. I've been doing some stuff I, I don't need to be doing. I'm half-stepping in. I've been buying beer again in the house. You're not going to go to hell for having a beer. But the Bible's very clear on drunkenness. You're, you're, you're slacking. You're just half-stepping. You're opening up your life again to stuff you know you shouldn't. Because it almost ruined your marriage and your life before. Today, I want to invite you to come up and pray. If you need prayer for anything, you just might be overwhelmed with life right now. But would you stand with us and just sing this song? But if you want prayer, please make way up. We have people that want to pray with you and for you. We're going to believe what God says in Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you've begun. Thank you, Lord, for how you're going to minister. Praise your name. Sing it out, would you?
Heavenly Father, we have poured our spirit out to empty ourselves so that you could pour your spirit out into us. God, for those at home, I pray that they're having that moment with you like we are right here. I pray at home, Lord, if there's someone with them, let them turn to them and say, please pray with me. Just put your hand on my shoulder or do something to pray with me. Father, let them feel your hand on their shoulder there at home like we do here. Father, for every one of us here, Lord, you know the burdens we're carrying. We're carrying stuff for us, stuff for our marriage, stuff for our children, stuff for our in-laws and Father God, stuff for our children, our grandchildren, and for, Father God, our parents. Father, I pray healing. Healing for the demented mind. Healing for the troubled soul. I pray healing, Father God, that you renew the thinking in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Father God, we pray that, Lord, this day will be a day of celebration. That defining moment took place today. Father, we thank you. We love you and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I just want to remind you of a few things. Number one, if you want to go to the prison, sign up at the prison table and let them know you want to start going to the prison. Number two, tomorrow is the cantata at the Kingly Coliseum. I hope that you're going to be there. There's tickets. It's free. I encourage you guys to go. I hope you'll be, I hope I get to see you. I'll be there tomorrow. I hope you have a wonderful time. And then I want to remind you that Frontline Resurrection Ministry, well, I want to remind you we have services Wednesday and also Friday. Friday we have our Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. So don't forget, Friday, 6 p.m., we're going to be here with candlelight and communion and an amazing service and you'll be able to come in come out by by it's going to be one hour you'll be able to go with your families and celebrate at the beginning of the year frontline resurrection ministries is on new year's eve going to have a very special gathering of a concert and celebration time they're selling tickets we hope you'll support them god bless you go change albuquerque and let it start with you we love you church